It's 8 o'clock. It's October the 11th. Coming to you live from Chicago, Illinois. It's Transmit, show number 10. Here we go. Hi everyone, this is your host Gummo, and welcome to another exciting edition of Transmit. It, uh, you, somehow, I don't know how, we've made it to uh, show number 10, uh, which is uh, remarkable in itself. And I uh, just wanted to, again, thank you for joining us on this uh, exciting episode. And uh, again, it's, it's been uh, quite an amazing ride so far, and we hope to continue doing this thing and uh, getting... Uh, a little bit more experience behind it uh, as we move along. So, uh, you know, getting uh, first of all, I want uh, on the phone tonight. We have Ice down in somewhere warm. Ice, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Loud and clear. How okay. are you? Good, man. Good. I uh, just wanted to welcome you back to the show. Uh, it's been it's been a few weeks, and a lot of things have been happening. So, uh, I, you know, we'll uh, we'll catch up here in a minute, man. I just wanted to. Uh, say uh, greetings and salutations to all of our existing listeners and greetings and salutations to all of our new listeners. And, and again, welcome to another episode of Transmit. Uh, basically, what this show is about is we, we bring uh, the latest news, uh, the happenings, events, gossip, whatever, uh, and it comes to you from 
a uh, hacker's point of view, and that hacker would be uh, that would be me. Uh, I'm a former black hat hacker, and I've uh, chosen to uh, start a little goofy podcast. And so here you are. You've made it here, and uh, we're all going to try to do the uh, right thing here. So, uh, get nevertheless, uh, we're coming to you uh, live from Chicago, and uh, I've you know I was told you know Ice Crash told me to get another chair. Uh, but I, I just like this squeaky chair, man. It's, you know, it just kind of, uh, you know, I don't know. It just kind of does it for me, but, uh, it's, uh, so if you guys hear the, uh, squeaky chair, that's kind of, uh, that's me and my refusal to get, uh, a better decent chair over here at the board. But, uh, it's been an exciting couple of weeks since uh, you and I've chatted, uh, Ice, and uh, you know, wow, man, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to last week's show, but we certainly covered a lot of interesting topics and a couple funny things in in in, in uh, last week's show. And uh, man, so if you haven't uh, if you haven't checked it out, do uh, you know try to get in there and uh, check it out. Um, reason my uh, voice sounds a little bit off is I've been dealing with a. a uh, pretty nasty version of the, uh, I don't know if it's the cold or the flu. I really don't know, but whatever it is, I've already sucked down a couple bottles of Robitussin and, uh, you know, it just, uh, I don't know, man, I can't seem to break it no matter what. So, (sighs) I don't know, man, you know, it's, uh, it's, I don't know. It's, it, you know, I've only had these, you know, I've only had these, uh, this about four times now, you know, I've been in Chicago for, you know, about 12 years and I, and this is the fourth time I've had this thing and dude, it just kills me every time I get it. It just knocks me out. And, uh, I don't know, man, you know, growing up in Florida, it was, you know, you get a cold a couple of days later, you know, you're, you're, you you know, you're back on your feet, but, uh, I get this, this, whatever it, I get, uh, it just knocks me down, man. So, uh, it, you know, you know, wow. But, uh, you know, dealing with it, I guess. And at the time of know. the year, I think in Chicago too, I think unfortunately the weather kind of bounces around so much that, uh, you know, if you're, if you are feeling well, right. And it's, you know, 50 degrees, 45 degrees, and you go and you grab ready for work the next day, it's 85 degrees, you know, and you're, overdressed yeah. and you're sweating and then you're in the office and they got to put the air on and you're like you, the body just doesn't know what to what to do or how to react so yeah yeah it's, it mess you yeah. up. It, 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 that's probably what slows the recovery time down probably for people in the, the midwest i you know I, I i tell you man it's uh you know i was doing i don't know yeah i was on the train uh about a week and a half ago and and uh i was and you know you know how the trains are here the metro trains are um and so i usually sit up top when i'm riding the metro train and uh for some reason you know i don't know i just didn't feel like sitting up top that day and so i sat on the lower level and as i got up to get off of my stop there was there was this elderly lady she was sitting uh on the top row seat near the front steps and so she started sneezing man and you know when you're in line ready to get off and everybody's crowding the vestibule, you know, it's kind of, uh, you're, you're kind of stuck in no man's land. You can't go forward or backwards or anything. So, uh, it's close quarter combat on that train, man, when it's fully uh, loaded, you know, I think the secret, <laughs> the secret, the secret for me is, well, I used to just sit in the stairwell, uh, leading yeah. up to the upper deck because I just put a piece of like a newspaper down and I just sit in there and, you know, you're kind of to yourself. You can't really, you know, no one bothers you. There's no one around you. It's usually a yeah. safer bet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. And, you know, uh, I'm still trying to get some of those tricks, uh, you know, uh, under my belt. But, man, you know, this this, this elderly lady, she uh, was sneezing and coughing. And so she said... <laughs> You know, I looked up at her, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, to see what all the fuss, I suppose, was about. And, and and the instant that I looked up at her, she had sneezed, man. And she, did, she didn't cover her mouth or anything. And, it, and the, the spray went all over my face, my, you know, just like it got all <laughs> in my face. And I was, I was pissed off, man. I was like, you know, I was like, really? You know, like, 
really? Is this how I'm going to start my day? And then, you know, a couple days later, I started feeling weird and uh, let, you know, here I am uh, with God knows what the hell. But uh, nevertheless, man, you know, as I said, uh, you know, some Robitussin and some, uh, you know, some Tylenol and, and some chicken soup. It kind of uh, gets, gets you going for the day. So uh, following that advice. But uh, the weather, you know, like, you know, dude, what's going on with the weather? Usually in the second second week in October here in Chicago, it's it's like, you know, it's cold, man. And it was like 80 degrees today. What's up with that? Have you ever, do you ever remember it being this warm in October? I mean, I know you're not in Chicago anymore, but. It, you know, it's jumped around. I mean, you, we've even had, you know, we've had a few seasons where it's been 50 degrees up until January, and you haven't even, yeah. and you haven't even seen snow. I mean, so it's just, I've seen a little bit of everything uh, in Chicago as far as the summers being wicked hot uh, or, or even the, the winters being pretty uh, easy going. So, you know, you yeah. you could be on a you could be a going into a decent winter for yourself. I mean, believe it or not, if you're getting this kind of weather, you know, it may lay off and it might not be so uh, so rough as far as the ice cold, you know, snowing crap, you know, that you get yeah uh, in the January yeah. February. So you know, it's just weird. <laughs> you know, you guys are in the middle of uh, of hell. I think you get a lot of the the stuff from the south and you get a lot from the north. So you guys are just like in a whirlwind. Of, of all kinds of different temperatures, weather patterns. Yeah, yeah, and you know that's uh, that's you know it's it's one of the things that you, you know if you're not familiar with the weather here in Chicago, you you sure have to get uh, acquainted with because uh, you know the uh, it, it's the weather here can shift dramatically in in a short period of time and and. You know, there's. I remember, you know, when it, when I first moved here to Chicago, I you know I was so used to uh, the southern climates, and so I would go to I would go to work in the morning and and uh, with a t-shirt on, and by the afternoon, you know, uh, it, it's it drops like forty degrees, and you're like, oh, uh, you know, you're totally caught off guard with that. So it was it was kind of weird, but uh, learn to layer. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. And it's uh, it's certainly something that you, like you say, uh, you know, you have to uh, learn because, uh, you know, my first my first winter here, man, I was I was standing on a train platform with, uh, you know, thin summer socks, uh, some some uh, low low top Air Jordans and uh uh, a, uh, an FSU uh, windbreaker, you know, looking like I was fresh off the farm in Indiana, and uh, I, I, it was certainly, certainly an, uh, a, an experience, nevertheless. Uh, free, you know, standing on a standing on a train platform at you know like thirty degrees below zero, uh, with no gloves, and as I said, just a windbreaker, thin socks, and some jeans. Uh, it, it really. You really uh, learn how to uh, bundle up quickly, um, but you know, always do things the hard way, I guess. And uh, I learned my lesson, I guess. I guess I don't know. Um, I, you know, I know how to bundle up, but yeah, sometimes you know, you sometimes you can be fully prepared, but uh, but then be yeah. unprepared in the same sentence. I mean, you know, there's sometimes the weather is just that ridiculous. You can lose thirty degrees within six hours. You know what I mean? And it could be. Yeah, and, uh, sleeting or snowing within that few hours there too. So it's, it's weather's unpredictable sometimes there in these fall uh, and spring months in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, and I, I tell you, man, it's it's uh, it's it, unless you've lived here and 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 uh, dealt with it, you know, you uh, <laughs> you, you you'll you, you know, you really uh, don't know what's uh, what's waiting for you, but. Uh, okay, man. So enough, enough, uh, enough of the meteorology stuff. Uh, there's been a lot going on lately, and you know, I really was going to uh, kick it off with uh, a device review, and that's something that I really want to get going here on the show. Is uh, each each week that uh, we do the show, I, w I really want to talk about a cool device or a piece of electronics that I think is pretty relevant to uh you know or or not not really relevant but something cool to talk about and maybe uh look at and experiment throughout 
uh, you know, the, the week and, and see what you can uh, do with it. But uh, one of the things, you know, instead of talking about a device, I, I, I do want to talk about a, a device of sorts. Uh, and that is, uh, you know, that's, that's basically, uh, and I really want to only spend a few minutes on this. Uh, and it's basically the transition uh, fr- from uh, magnetic stripe uh, technology on credit and debit cards to the new uh, chip and pin uh, cards uh, that are that banks are issuing now to uh, consumers and basically uh, you know it, basically this technology is uh, it's smart card technology and uh, it's basically uh, it, it's the euro the, the euro pay or the or the um, the euro chip and pin card that people in Europe and Canada and basically all over the world, except the United States, of course, have been using uh, for well over uh, 15 years now. And uh, this technology is uh, supposed to decrease online fraud and overall fraud by up to 80 to 90 percent. Uh, the reason it's not 100 percent uh, secure is because there are people out there, not not naming any names, but uh, there are a few people out there that do understand how smart cards and the technology behind them work, and uh, so those uh, those people are able to understand the technology and defeat it and continue on with their uh, criminal uh, enterprises and in, in uh, you know reverse engineering. Uh, the cards and whatnot, but supposedly the, the cards overall, though, uh, are are designed and they have been proven to reduce fraud, uh, and that's a good thing. Uh, that we're the United States is, is starting to uh, put these cards in people's hands, uh, consumers' hands, so the amount of fraud and identity theft uh, can will uh, continue to decrease over. Uh, the years to come, and uh, it, it's it's good for it's good for everybody. It's good for you as a consumer, uh, and it's good for uh, everybody involved because uh, uh, the the amount of fraud that uh, the United States has to deal with, uh, you know, day after day, year after year, is uh, quite astounding. And if I'm not mistaken, it, you, you know, it's approaching the ten billion dollar mark. So uh, it's good to see these cards coming out. However, these uh, cards are not. Uh, 100% uh, secure. Uh, as I said, if you have a little bit of uh, understanding of how ISO 7816 cards work and, you know, the SLE processors in them and the ROM and uh, and timing attacks on the cards, glitching them, etc. Uh, these things are all possible and they've been possible for a number of years. And so um, there's some good articles to see how to um, see how these cards work and also how to also defeat, uh, th- this type of technology. And of course, I'm not, I'm not, uh, advocating any of that, but if you wanted, if you want to look at, uh, some of the, uh, papers that are out there, uh, there was a Dr. Marcus Kuhn who wrote a great paper a number of years ago on, uh, the taper resistance of smart cards, uh, and, uh, you know, a quick search around the internet can uh, point you in that right direction. But again, it was, uh, I believe it was, uh, the paper was written by Dr. Marcus Kuhn, and uh, he's a uh, fellow um, professor uh, at, uh, I believe it's Oxford, but he wrote an interesting paper years ago. And let me see here. Uh, you know, you know, Ice, I actually have a uh, computer now here on the board, and it's pretty cool. Um uh, and uh, doing a quick search here. Let's see. Uh, yeah. So the name of the paper actually is. Um, it, it was created by Dr. Marcus Kuhn, uh, and it was SC ninety nine tamper. The name of the the name of the uh, file rather, but uh, the name of the paper was Design Principles for Tamper-Resistant Smart Card Processors. Uh, And this was uh, written a number of years ago, as I said. Uh, And it's an interesting look on how uh, smart cards and the technology uh, actually functions and how to um, actually get at the uh, core processor uh, in a smart card to where you're able to read and write to the bus of the card. Uh, it's one of the things that I've played around with uh, as a young lad, uh, and and it's certainly uh, something that uh, 
has always been an interesting um, hobby of mine, nevertheless. But check it out if you're interested in those type of things. Uh, and uh, you can kind of, um, you know, kind of learn from that, I guess. But uh, interesting, interesting. It's, it's, it's been an interesting week and, um, you know, all the way around. And, uh, you know, where, where, do, we, where do we begin um, hmm. let's see, you know, there's, um, something that caught my eye earlier this week, uh, was basically, uh, something that, you know, I was kind of perusing and, uh, there was this gentleman in, uh, the UK, uh, let's see, um, Basically, this uh, guy he uh, he was using a, a form of malware called Black Shades, uh, basically to spy on friends, family, and people across the internet. Uh, and it goes, uh, quoting the the article and source, it says, um, investigators from the National Crime Agency found images on the computer of Stefan Rigo, thirty four including ones of people involved in sexual activity, some of whom were on Skype at the time. Uh, Rieger was arrested in November last year during an international investigation. He has been given a 20-week suspended sentence and placed on, se on the sex offenders registry for seven years. Uh, it goes on to say Rigo targeted a variety of victims after gaining remote access to their computers and webcams. Incriminating images on his computer were discovered after forensic examinations. Out of the 14 confirmed individuals he spied on, roughly half were people he knew personally, a National Crime Agency spokesman uh, went on to say. Uh, and so uh, at a hearing in July, Rigo pleaded guilty to one count of voyeurism and another count uh, and another computer related offense. Uh, the victims were actually unaware. Investigators found and arrested Rigo, Rigo after raiding two addresses in Leeds. The hackers, uh, the hacker actually had used his ex-girlfriend's details to purchase Black Shades, a remote access Trojan, which allows for a high level of serotip, uh, whatever control over a victim's computer. The problem with rats specifically is a lot of time people don't know that they they have actually been uh, infected or affected. So this is uh, another use of a um, piece of uh, software from uh, the internet that uh, will uh, let people access a computer remotely without uh, people knowing, and uh, it, it's it's pretty bad stuff because uh you know again it's it's it, no one knows that you're logged into their computer and so uh it, it's it's almost quite trivial to be infected with remote access trojans uh nowadays especially if you uh are someone who is uh not really tech savvy so to speak so um how can you guard against this guy seems like kind of like a, a, a big dick. You mean to tell me he's spying on most of his friends? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he, it seems that uh, he, was, he was interested in, in a lot of his neighbors. Uh, it's kind of, kind of, you know, just, you know, someone with enough technical ability to buy a piece of software to, you know, spy on people, which is kind of a... Which is kind of scary because this guy really doesn't have that much technical experience at all, and but yet he's able to, you know, get into people's lives in, in such an intimate pose. Uh, you know, it it it's kind of disturbing, really. What kind of uh, what's the price for uh, uh, for software like this? How much do you think you you could you know a certain person could pay for something like this? Oh man, you know, it's, it, it varies, you know, you can, you can buy something that's been out for quite a while for 20 bucks or, or something that's, you know, extremely, uh, you know, zero day, uh, you know, on the bleeding edge for a few hundred dollars, but, uh, it's quite affordable actually, if you know which direction to look in, but 
you know, strange nevertheless. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, what, well, you know, this guy, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it, you know, the best thing that you can do uh, is really just make sure that you your antivirus is up to date and that your uh, understanding of how remote access Trojans work that um, could possibly give you the the leg up on if, uh, if and when something like this happens to you. Hopefully, it doesn't. So, uh, yeah, but you know, it's it's easy, and uh, you know, now you got people. You know the the guy down the street. You know he's he's logging into your computer and he's uh, he's he's he or she or the, these you know people with these criminal intentions uh, are you know spying in on your life and it's it's you know something to think about definitely. You know, let me ask you a stupid question. What would be one or two ways that you could safeguard yourself from a situation like this, or or how would you know that they that someone may have taken over your camera is there maybe like one or two easy ways to to defend from something like that or or yeah. to figure out or a solution to those problems well you know there's there's many tools out there that you can use to um you know scan your computer or to actually even monitor your operating system in real time uh that you know that looks uh, specifically for these type of uh uh, pieces of software running on your computer. Uh, you know, uh, one of the best uh, offenses uh, sometimes is a good defense. And, you know, uh, you can use a operating system specifically for each task that you may choose to use on the Internet. Uh, and so, uh, you know, one thing that comes to mind, if, if you're using uh, a computer uh, to, you know, have, have uh you know, conversation, you know, video conversations, whatever, uh, there's, you can use, you know, my, you know, there's so many recommendations that you can use, but you know, there's some software out there called deep freeze. And basically, uh, it will restore your computer to uh, factory condition each time that you restart it. And so, you know, you could use a, a little scheme like that to, uh, you know, restart your computer, uh, one or two times before you, uh, initiate, uh, or try to initiate some sort of uh, video chats uh, with someone uh, using your computer, and so that can uh, you know hope you know that could uh, eliminate some issues or concerns with uh, RATs. Uh, but again, you know you can get a little geeky and start monitoring port traffic and uh, and uh, carrier traffic on uh, particular ports. But you know uh, you really you know. That's a lot of work to go through uh, if if you're just using your computer in a casual sort of way. But uh, that's you know I'd, I'd use the deep freeze option, I guess, man. You know, uh, just so I would feel better about it. And there's uh, and there's there's software out there for mobile devices as well, to where you know you can restore the phone to fact is some sort of factory fresh uh, state before or after. Uh, and then that would give you, uh, you know, a clean conscious, I suppose. So there's a couple ideas and a couple options out there. You know, uh, uh, you know, you, you maybe you can just uh, take, uh, you know, build off of those uh, ideas. Who knows? But uh, that was a good question, man. That was a good question. Well, you know, and uh, I, see, I, I could see, I could see this being a huge problem. Believe it or uh, not, in like college campuses, dorms. Yeah, like that. So, you, you know, you have young and, you know, we haven't had an issue just yet, but, you know, you can assume that that's coming um, where you got a lot of young ladies or even young men, whatever, and, and they're in their dorm room and, you know, God mm -hmm. knows they just leave the computer open and they're getting ready. Maybe they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, whatever, but they're exposed at that point. And if they have the opportunity to defend themselves, you know, even at a, an elementary level, you know, it doesn't. You know, no one's going to read their port values and stuff like that for most of these these young kids. But still, you know, some yeah. kind of a software that they could put in there and, and just a couple, you know, decent tactics of restarting your computer and, and just looking at a few things would help or yeah. go a long way. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, yeah. And especially if you're in like one of those dormitory settings, uh, you know, if, if that's the case, you know, definitely consider... So, uh, you know, first of all, I wouldn't put anything uh, ultra sensitive on on a computer in a dormitory. You know, I would 
and I wouldn't put it in the cloud either. I would grab me a little uh, pocket hard drive uh, and keep all of my shit on that. And then whenever I plugged into a computer or wherever, I, w- I had my files with me. Uh, and of course, my drive would be encrypted. And then, I've, then I would, of course, have a backup of my encrypted drive. So uh, something to think about for sure, man. Uh, you know, when... when uh, when I was when I was a young lad, the, one of the first thing you know, and I was taught, uh, you know, I was taught by uh, some really uh, experienced hackers when I was a young uh, young man. And one of the one of the basics uh, one hundred one that I was taught was, listen, you know, the moment that you get up and walk away from your computer is uh, is the moment that your computer is compromised. And so, uh, if you if if you give yourself or that situation the benefit of the doubt, then well, then you're compromised. So, again, um, you know, definitely something to consider uh, as you know as time wears on and and these these type of situations become uh, even more uh, intrusive uh, as time goes on. But uh, you know, m- you know, going moving moving in this sort of direction. Uh, and there's there's a lot of situations that uh, are are being ta- taken advantage of with uh, these remote access trojans. And uh, Samsung uh, recently has uh, suffered uh, one of those particular fates uh, in their uh, Loop Pay system. Uh, supposedly, uh, Samsung uh, uses uh, the you know the the Loop this. Um, yeah, company called Loop Pay basically, and Loop Pay uh, is somehow tied to Samsung Pay and all of their. Samsung Pay is basically like uh, you know the Apple Pay, where you know if you have a Samsung device, you just walk up to a, a NFC near field terminal and uh, tap your device, and you've paid for your Starbucks or your latte or whatever, and you move on with life. But uh, it seems that hackers got, or, or criminals rather, were able to penetrate one portion of Samsung's pay system. And um, it, it seems that they were stopped at one point or another, but uh, I don't know, man. We'll see how that works out. Uh, they w- Reports suggest that uh, Chinese hackers uh, were behind uh, the recent or uh, breach in that regard. And uh, Samsung is really being tight-lipped about uh, that situation, uh, you know. And I don't blame them, really. Uh, you know, if if you're talking about something as serious as um, uh, you know your your payment system uh, being even somewhat compromised, uh, there are there are um, things to consider uh, as far as uh, you know everyone in the media knowing what's going on, but. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll see how that works out, and uh, hopefully, millions of Samsung accounts won't be getting uh, targeted. Uh, but uh, you know, from a personal perspective, you know, dude, uh, I, I like Samsung devices. I mean, I've had, I've had my trusty Samsung Note now for, I don't know. When did when did uh, when did Man on Fire give me that uh, Note Ice a couple years ago? <laughs> what, what was it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I still have that same, uh, POS, uh, phone and, uh, you know, now, you know, the backlight dims, uh, real heavily and, uh, but, uh, Samsung makes a pretty decent device and, uh, you know, I've, I've had good, good luck with, uh, Samsung products over the years. Um, and God, I sound like an infomercial here, but pretty good stuff. Uh, and so when, you know, Hopefully, you know this. This breach isn't too serious, uh, you know. But you never know. Apple. I still think Apple products are far more superior than Samsung. I think they cherry pick a lot of what Apple does. Um, yeah. You know, and I, and and they're still going through their growing pains. Uh, obviously, this is a perfect example of that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, hopefully, it's not too big of a thing, and it it would be good to see. Uh, it, you know, Samsung, uh, you, you know, really come out with, with something straightforward to say, like, uh, listen, you know, it's just a couple of files here and there, nothing real big, but you guys are blowing it out of proportion. And, and really, a lot of uh, a lot of these media outlets, uh, you know, these 99% of this, this crap is link bait. Uh, you know, and, uh, another 0.5% of this is, is just crap or, or, uh, you know, uh, what, what is it? You know, shit that people just say out of nowhere. Uh, 
uh, hearsay. So uh, you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to digest it unless uh, you have uh, you, you know a vice president or something coming out and saying, hey, you know, uh, the, the, <laughs> this shit happened to us and it's really not cool, but this is how we're fixing it. So hopefully we will not hear nothing like that coming from Samsung. But nevertheless, I thought it was an interesting. A uh, little uh, bit of light to focus on, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, Samsung keeps it together. Because uh, again, man, I really dig. I like Apple shit. I mean, I like the iPads, the iMacs, all that, all that cool stuff. But you know, I like choice too, man. And you know, Samsung, in my opinion, delivers uh, a suitable choice to uh, you know the over you know, the, whether you like it or not. Apple stuff is you know extremely overpriced and. So Samsung offers you a uh, a choice in that regard, but you're right, dude. I really dig Apple stuff. Uh, I, I like Apple stuff as well, and uh, you know their products, their software. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's two different services. It's the open, the open free market, open market versus the closed market. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of what you're dealing with there. But you know, when you have a closed yeah. market, you get a little bit better security. I think that that's part of the price that you pay. You know? Yeah, the, you're right these devices you know yeah you're totally right and you know keeping uh all your all of your apps in a nice walled garden uh you know in the apple ecosystem that's uh that that's a good that's a good model that's a that's a that's a fantastic business model because you give your consumers the feeling of security and uh you know seriously man you know if if you're going to buy your kid or, or a family member a device, you want them to be able to use that device as easily and effortlessly as possible. So, uh, you know, and Apple is right up there with, with that uh, with that feeling of consumerism, I guess. But uh, yeah, I agree, man. Oh, wow, man. Uh, you know, it's uh, this, this cold is kicking my butt, but uh, I'm, I'm making it, man. Uh, and, you know, in other news, a pair of twins, no kidding, uh, these guys are brothers. Munib and Sohib Akhtar of Springfield, Virginia. Uh, both of them are 23 years old. They face the prospect of serving decades in prison after they pleaded guilty to a number of hacking-related charges. Uh, and th these charges include accessing U.S. State Department systems to steal passport and visa information, as well as stealing 3,000 payment cards and committing about $30,000 in fraud. Uh, an October 2nd hearing in federal court, Judge T.S. Ellis III sentenced Munib Akhtar, who had faced up to 50 years in prison, to serve a 39-month sentence. And Soheib Akhtar, who faced up to 30 years in prison, to serve a two-year sentence. The sentences are unusual for the United States, which often imposes much harsher sentences for computer-related crimes. Uh, Munib pleaded guilty in June alongside his brother, uh, both are 23, after they were accused of multiple schemes that included illegally accessing uh, the Department of, the State Department uh, passport and visa information and downloading malware onto the agency's networks. Uh, they were hacking, hack, hacked into an e-commerce firm, as well as using stolen payment card data to purchase everything from airline tickets to hotel stays to computers and registration for professional IT conferences. So let me get this straight. These guys were stealing... Uh, these guys were paying for... They, these guys were paying to go to conferences from this kind of... All right, all right let me keep going. Uh, and despite the... I know, dude, Really? Really? Uh, and despite the relatively lenient sentences, they nevertheless represent a stark shift in fortunes for the brothers who both graduated from George Mason University at the age of 19, the youngest in that class that year, who had been lauded as being computer prodigies, both of them actually, uh, before pleading guilty in June to some of the charges filed against them. The, uh, the brothers' misuse of their computer skills harmed numerous individuals and companies, and their efforts to gain clandestine access to State Department systems represented a threat to national securities, says Dana Bonte, bon, bon, bon U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of Virginia. 
Electronic barriers are no less real or legitimate than physical ones. She says this prosecution sends a clear message to anyone else attempting to weaken the cybersecurity of institutions or computers to commit crimes. So, you know, these guys were caught uh, quite easily. Uh, you know, they're, they're 23 years old. You know, they, they've got this amazing amount of capability and access to all kinds of things uh, at the State Department. And, uh, yeah, they went on a spending spree, uh, you know, staying at Marriott and... Uh, they they really just kind of went balling, you know, uh, limousines, hotel rooms, hanging out, uh, doing things that, you know, a 23-year-old kid would do, I guess, uh, and also uh, attending IT conferences. Uh, you know. Then one of the brothers, I think one of the brothers worked for the, as a U.S. government contractor, so that's probably how he had a window in. Yeah, uh, that would be Sahib, and he used his contract position at the State Department to illegally access uh, in all circumstances and download and remove uh, sensitive passport information belonging up to like 70 different people, uh, including co-workers, acquaintances, you know, acquaintances, uh, the CEO, and even a uh, Department of Homeland Security uh, special agent uh, investigating the crimes uh, for what they were uh, ultimately uh, prosecuted for. So they were actually watching the uh, walls closing in on them, which is kind of uh, interesting. Uh, it's amazing they got that the, that less of a sentence. I mean, considering who they worked for, where they worked, what they did. I mean, yeah. it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah, and they were involved in, in a number of uh, high high security uh, sort of uh, situations. Everything uh, they were working uh, with DARPA on some um, some very interesting uh, technologies as well. So the, these two guys, uh, you know, again they they were considered computer prodigies. Uh, they you know they, they were they were supposed to be. Uh, or, or they were actually quite amazing, but they uh, they got a little bit of power under their uh, fingertips, and they uh, they ultimately crashed and burned really quick, uh, which is sad because they're both smart. It's a sad state. It's an age thing, though. I think that's inexperience at its finest, right there. You got young individuals mm-hmm. that are way above, way above and beyond their years, and as far as their computer intelligence, and then. They're given huge, high-level jobs in a man's world, and there, and you see what happens. They just, they can't take it because they've got, they've got such a strong gift to get around, and they figure, hey, you know what? I don't have anything to lose. I'm young, you know. I'm super smart. I can move around here. I don't have to listen to anybody. This is a perfect example of, of these young prodigies that we bring into the these different agencies or companies around the world. I mean, every country has these issues uh, going forward uh, because these younger guys are, are even more intelligent than the, the classes before. So it's yeah. a tough situation that we're going to see. We're going to have a lot more problems with this, I guarantee you, moving on. Guarantee you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, let, let that be a lesson to uh, some of you young uh, white hats or gray hats out there, uh, and and some of you black hats out there who uh, eventually uh, feel like getting a nine to five job, you know, just uh, do understand that uh, sometimes that you are giving you are given uh, a position to where you are in charge of uh, quite a bit of uh, information and power and authority, and it's up to you to ensure that uh, if you are trusted with something like that, that you fulfill your obligation. As someone who uh, who has promised to safeguard and, and and work in a capacity to where you are trusted, uh, otherwise, not only uh, you know you know y- you can't live for today, you have to live for tomorrow. So, if you're a young man or a young woman who uh, is in this position and you decide to abuse it, you need to think of the consequence uh, years down the line to when. You know, you're you're in your mid mid thirties, early forties, mid forties, and you know you have a felony conviction on your hand, and you're working at a, at a uh, five and dime uh, design shop or something like that, and uh, you know because at that point your 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 criminal skill set 
will not be valuable because people will have gone to college and continued on with the skill set that you used for crime uh, to which they will be using for uh, good things and uh, getting getting your paycheck in that regard. So think about that if uh, you're thinking about doing some fucked up shit with a position of power and authority. It's not cool and uh, you owe it to yourself and, and to everyone that you know to do the right thing. Uh, Especially if you have great talent like that, don't throw it away. You know, on a yeah, 130, to, on a 130 grand, are you kidding me? I mean, it's just yeah, stupid, stupid. Yeah, it's it's not worth it, man. I mean, you can make you can make 250 grand a year uh, with those type of skills, and so you you're you're kind of uh, you. Yeah, I I agree, man. You know what. What the fuck are you thinking about it? If, if you're going to just, you know, try to take a hundred grand here or there, think about how shit will be in 10, 15 years from now and whether or not you, that was really worth it or not, you know, yeah, <laughs> 10, 10 or 15 years behind bars with the big dogs. Then you're yeah, really, yeah. then you, then you'd really be in trouble. You yeah. Know? That's, that's it. They got um, lucky. I think they, they could have had a little bit uh, harder sentences. I think they should have given a little bit more, especially with the talent we have coming in and these young individuals that are going to be in government here in the mm. future. If, if, if we let these kids get away with that kind of stuff, all governments are going to have problems going forward, not just one or the other, all of yeah. them. So. Yeah. And it's possible that these two young men will be able to, uh, w- when they get out, hopefully they will have learned their lesson and, uh, hopefully, uh, that they will be given a second chance and uh, at that point, they will be able to use their skills uh, for uh, the good things in life. And, and I, I really hope that that's, that's coming up for those two young men because, uh, you know, I did a little bit of looking uh, about on, on these two young men. And uh, they were, they were quite, uh, quite talented young men. Uh, and I would I'd really like to uh, see uh, them have a second chance uh, rather than to, um, you know, spend the rest of their lives, uh, working, you know, for some bullshit. Uh, so good luck to them, to, to them. Uh, and again, think about, think about what, uh, you, you're doing out there folks. Uh, especially if, if the opportunity is there, is there in your face and you're not taking advantage of it. Uh, and, and, and you are taking advantage of it in the wrong way. Uh, no matter what, uh, you know, think about that. Uh, you know, uh, here's something uh, that caught my eye too uh, last uh, week while while I was suffering, laying in bed, slurping down Robitussin, <laughs> coughing. Uh, I was I was uh, checking out. Uh, There's this company called FireEye. I think they're here in Chicago, but uh, I think FireEye. There's some kind of security research company. Uh, they find malware and all that shit. Um, and I, I do believe they're here. And I don't know who cares, but, uh, they found some, uh, interesting, uh, malware that, uh, they say is coming from, uh, some organized factions in Russia and they call it, uh, it's been named hammer toss. Uh, and basically, um, it said that the software will sneak onto your computer and, uh, help hackers breach uh, important uh, information uh, and systems uh, on your computer. And um, it says while, you know, uh, the reports suggest that while antivirus and software and other malware detection programs might uh, clean up after bad files, uh, this one is likely to stay on your system no matter what. Uh, the malware is called Hammer Toss. And FireEye believes is being used by a hacking group sponsored by the Russian government. Uh, those are some pretty harsh, uh, hardcore claims. Uh, and uh, y- you know, they they go on to say that uh, one, that once the software takes root on your computer, it starts a series of everyday tasks. Uh, first, it will start looking at uh, Twitter. And then using an algorithm, it will look for messages from specific Twitter handles where it gets instructions for its next steps. Uh, and so after getting instructions from seemingly uh, 
you know, regular tweets, the software will then look at GitHub to retrieve an image. Uh, the, if the image looks normal, but within the files code, it, it seems to be provo- there. Seem it seems to be some sort of uh, stagged image. Uh, and finally, uh, using the information uh, from the image file, the software will start offloading information from uh, the computer that it's been uh, assigned to onto another server, where uh, hackers in the command and control portion of the uh, scheme can get the information of it uh it fire eye say says that it, it's quite a powerful tool and that uh it seems to be uh it seems to be well written uh and, and very efficient and effective uh, but you, you know it, it, the, the fire eye they're they're kind of taking a speculative view here saying that it's the russian government i mean you know, listen. With with software like this, uh, anybody, you know, there a, a good solid small crew of, you know, uh, three to five people can put something like this together as well. So, uh, it, that's that's good speculation that gets you in the uh, headlines. But there's no there's really no proof that, you know, Russian criminals are behind uh, hammer toss. And so, uh, I don't know. Uh, it it, it kind of sucks when I see these security companies out there making speculations on who, where, and when uh, the software is created because you you really don't know. And even if there's uh, even if there's trailing streams of information in the source code, I still I still don't think it's cool to uh, you know try to pinpoint or put a finger on it unless there's a definitive uh, smoking gun on the software. So. Uh, kudos to FireEye for yet again getting in the news with another article, uh, but I, I really don't think it's a uh, st- it's, it's anything sponsored by the you know the the government in Russia. I really think it, it may be just some criminals uh, personally, uh, and I've I've looked at the source code and seriously, um, again I think it's a little premature for companies like FireEye and all of these companies to say uh, you know to speak as there's as so they feel that they are some sort of definitive last word or something like that so uh it's pretty cool nevertheless check it out it's called hammer toss it's out there and it's coming to a computer near you (laughs) what do you think about that shit ice that's some crazy shit man uh um, um, it is it's interesting it's interesting i think like you said you know it it, it's definitely not government related i believe you know you got some 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 geniuses just like you got. Well, maybe they're not geniuses. They're just good at what they do. But they're very similar to the yeah. group in, in China, maybe. You know, just yeah. just, uh, just some get into trouble dudes, man. <laughs> you know, looking to cause some harm. <laughs> I hear you, man. <laughs> which, hey, which we like. Which we like. Yeah, and you know, in in these companies, you know, like Fire Eyes out there, they're like, you know, well, this is a state sponsored, man. You know, how are you so sure that that's state sponsored? I mean, what you know? Did you, you know, what do they have? Some kind of drone hanging out somewhere? You know, outside of a small shot shack somewhere? You know, in Russia? You know, these guys don't know. They're just they're, they're trying to sell products, man. You know, they're making allegations based on what little information they have. I mean, they're on to yeah. something, so you know maybe they got you know I like the idea of what they what they're on to. It's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, the, the certain yeah. attack is kind of is kind of interesting. It's kind of cool. I don't know. Have you heard of these kind of uh, attacks before? I mean, it's kind of a different kind of dimension of an attack. I'm not used to hearing things as much as this. Well, you know more a lot more about these kinds of things yeah. than I do, but but it yeah. seems like a pretty pretty different kind of an attack. Well, it is in a sense. I mean, uh, it, it kind of uses a little bit of uh, the stuff, you know, kind of like um, there, there was some soft- software uh, years ago uh, created uh, to thwart uh, control systems inside of nuclear power plants, and it was uh, it was called Stuxnet. And so the idea behind this software seems to be Stuxnet inspired, uh, but uh, the sophistication is nowhere near that of Stuxnet was. Uh, uh, and uh, but I do feel that it was uh, Stuxnet inspired, and uh, because some of the some of the commands and the way that that the software executes, uh, you know, is is sort of in that uh, area. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'd I'd really love to uh, speak with the uh, author of the software. 
hopefully they hopefully they tune in and they, they would feel like reaching out and telling us how they uh how they were inspired for it uh but uh it nevertheless i mean it's still some interesting software and and uh and I'm impressed with how it works. I just, again, I think it's it's kind of lame for FireEye to jump out there and say that it, this was the Russian government creating that because I don't think so. You know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, you know competition out there on the, on the underground for for stuff like this, and I think this was just one of those copies that made it out, uh, uh, you know, out from below the underground, and and now the you know it, it, someone was using it in a capacity. So, uh, okay. So, you know, uh, there's a couple more things and we're going to have to get out of here. Um, there, there, one of the things recently this past week, uh, was, um, and, and I know you guys on Twitter, I, I, I know you guys are always seeing me post things about hollow lens and, and, you know, I've, I've told all my, all of my family and friends that, you know, I feel like I was born for HoloLens. I mean, I really like augmented reality. I think it's really cool. I think there's a lot of uh, interesting and new things uh, that that can be done with augmented reality. And if it's and if it's and if it comes to uh, the masses in in a good general uh, way, the way Microsoft is pushing it, I think that that will be amazing. And so, nevertheless. Uh, Microsoft is uh, push, come, uh, coming in uh, quarter one of 2016 for $3,000, you are able to order a Microsoft HoloLens development edition. Uh, and so basically, uh, it, it, this, is how, you know, this is how it works because I uh, signed up for it this past week. And basically, uh, what you do is you sign up for uh, the developer edition of HoloLens. And in January, Microsoft will uh, sort of by way of a lottery um, or an informed lottery based on what information that you provided to them when signing up for the development edition will uh, award you a developer edition uh, in uh, you know sometime between January, February, and March. Uh, and then you'll pay three thousand dollars, and then they'll ship you a, a, a Hololens headset and uh, an SDK. So, um, looking forward to that. Uh, again, if you if you don't know what Microsoft Hololens is, you should really take a look at it and hopefully uh, be inspired by that shit. I think it's a good, 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 great move for Microsoft in expanding the capabilities of modern computing and interfaces. And I just can't wait to get my damn hands on it. Uh, and hopefully there's other people out there that are just excited uh, as I am about Microsoft HoloLens. I think it's, uh, it's, it's a very unique, interesting, uh, and, and um, great move for computers and technology to move in that direction. And I really just want to tear one apart and see how they work. <laughs> so um, that, that's what's going down with Microsoft HoloLens. Head on over to Microsoft's website. You can sign up for... Uh, a developer edition, uh, and hopefully you will get a uh, HoloLens headset and uh, SDK ship to you sometime next year. And last but not least, the weather in Chicago has been great. I hope it continues. Uh, but there's one more thing. Uh, you know, I've been a reader of 2600 for a number of years, and uh you know, I used to listen to Off the Hook all the time, and I still do once in a while. Uh, I grew up with these guys, and uh, I, what can you say? They're the most wonderful people I've ever uh, known. Uh, but I was checking out, I was on the 2600 website the other day, and it seems that they are being uh, sued or something like that for using an image on one of the, one of the latest editions of... Um, their magazine. And so if you're not familiar with 2600, basically 2600 has been around since uh, I was 13, 14 years old, something like that. Uh, they, they are, you know, they have always been the de facto center of uh, the hacking culture here in America. And so uh, it seems uh, that they're getting kind of hassled by uh, a company that uh, is charging them with uh, copyright infringement. Uh, and it, it's really kind of weak, but nevertheless, they, they're, coming after, they're coming after the guys over at 2600. 
uh, for using an image that really is, uh, isn't even theirs to be uh, complaining about. But check them out. Uh, if you want to support the guys over at 2600, I really do uh, suggest that you do because uh, without those guys, uh, it, a lot of things this day and age wouldn't even be possible. So uh, it seems that they are getting hassled. So if you can go over there and help them out in any way possible, you know, do that, uh, 2600.com. Uh, again, um, I, I hope it gets better for them. Uh, Ice, I think we're out of time, amigo. Uh, I, oh, I also wanted to, uh, everybody, thank you again for all of your tips uh, and suggestions uh, for the show. I do take, uh, I do take a, a few moments every day and read all of my messages and emails. And uh, thank you for all of the encouragement as well. Uh, I, I do want to. I, I do want to thank uh, a, a few special people that uh, continue to help me push this show in the right direction. And uh, thank you so much for your words of encouragement. It certainly means a lot to me, and uh, this sh- uh, this show uh, certainly means a lot to me. Uh, and I really, uh, I, I really continue learning as much as I can, and uh, trying to get uh, something cool started here. Ice amigo. As, as always, thank you, man, for uh, jumping in here and uh, hanging out with me. Good, man. And uh, I look forward to having you again on the next show as well. Um, it, it's, it, it's certainly something that I, I, I'm starting to grow to like doing now, I guess. And, uh, I, I, you know, it, it, what can I say? Uh, I, I've met a lot of uh, interesting people so far. And, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to meeting a lot more interesting uh, people along the way. Uh, again, uh, thank you. Uh, and thank you to, uh, to our listeners out there. And uh, thank you to Apple and Stone for the great music. And thank you to all of the people who follow me on Twitter and give, give me the great, uh, some great advice as well. Uh, you, can re- you can reach us on uh, our website at hackers.xxx. You can also search for Gummo XXX and you find out where he lives somewhere on the internet, most likely the internet archives. And uh, if you have anything to say to Gummo, that's me, your host. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's twitter.com forward slash gummo dot XX or gummo XXX. And uh, if you if you want to give it a shot with emailing me, you can try shooting me an email. That's uh, gummo, G-U-M-M-O at hackers dot XXX. And again, thank you again for all of your words of encouragement. Thank you to everybody involved in putting this show together. Crash, Ice, Madara, everybody. You guys are great. Uh, and we will see you next week on transmits done deal thanks again everybody and we'll see you next week bye